This is Talk Tantra to Me, a podcast that takes a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. I'm your host, Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse. My intention in this podcast is to normalize bodies and the things they do, like embodying spirituality, being naked, and sexy. In modern society, we are taught that sex and spirituality do not go together, when in fact, they are integral to one another. It is my mission to empower you to reclaim your sexuality by dismantling false conditionings and fear-based belief systems. When we reclaim our bodies and our eroticism, we are able to shift our perspective of ourselves and our sexuality to a place of unconditional love and curiosity. I want to express my gratitude to you for tuning in today. I truly believe that everyone who finds these words is integral to this progressive shift in our collective consciousness. I'd also like to encourage you to listen to your own divine knowing first. What is true for me and what my guests share in this podcast will not be true for everyone. So please approach the messages you hear today with curiosity and decide for yourself what resonates with your soul experience. So without further ado, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode six of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. So today I hope to share with you the wisdom of our chakra system. So chakras are subtle energy centers located along a central channel in our bodies. There are seven main chakras running from the base of the spine up through the crown of the head. And each of these wheels or energy um energy centers is associated with a different aspect of our being. So understanding these chakras may help you identify where you have energy blocks in your body and this kind of shows up as lingering fears or triggers that you are empowered to work through to then have a more liberated experience. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through the principles of these seven chakras and how they may be affecting your relationship with yourself, your partners, and your sexuality. So I tend to find how you approach your sexuality is often indicative of how you approach the rest of your life. So working with the chakra system is the kind of thing that you may approach from the perspective of intimacy but the benefits of clearing your chakras will have positive you know outcomes that will overflow to just about every area of your life so the real power in understanding the chakra system is to then as you as you become aware of how that energy moves through the chakras and rises up your chakra system you then have the ability to consciously draw the energy from your lower chakras to your higher ones and this is known as rising the kundalini energy and you can think of kundalini Um, as synonymous with eros or life force energy or erotic energy, 
which I went to more I went I went into more detail on in episode one of this podcast which is kind of titled um, Sex Magic 101. So if you'd like more information on life force energy and erotic energy refer to that one but this one is going to have a little bit more focus on the spiritual aspect and these specific energy centers. But to recap, Eros um, or Kundalini is the strongest energetic force in our body. This Eros or Kundalini has the power to literally create a human life. Or the effect of channeling this energy upward along the spine instead of out of your body and into this space of creating an actual child. If you move this energy up along the spine, it can act as an energetic cleansing process. According to Tantra, kundalini energy rests like a coiled serpent at the base of the spine. And when we awaken the kundalini, the dormant energy flows freely upward through the seven chakras or energy centers. And this leads to an expanded state of consciousness also known as a kundalini awakening. So now I'm going to take some time to go through each of the chakras to talk about the principles, to review their masculine and feminine aspects, the elements they're associated with, and then to kind of talk about um, what it might look like to have your chakra in balance, out of balance, overactive or underactive, also referring to, you know, what might cause a blocker imbalance. I mean, it typically for a lot of people, you might have a chakra out of balance as some sort of trauma response, which leads to an underlying fear or shame, sometimes from a specific experience. Other times this is something that, you know, has been taught to you. It's it's inherited from our, um, our parents or society. It may be carried in our ancestral line. But the good news is, is that we are empowered to work through this. So when you heal the blocks for yourself, you're also healing the blocks for your entire ancestral line. I know, for example, that once I started to do this work on my, you know, chakra system, specifically with my sacral chakra and, um, my heart chakra, I I noticed that the, the women in my family, um, we're also starting to have this sort of awakening. So it's very beautiful, very powerful energetic work. So let's go ahead and dive into each of these seven chakras. So the first chakra is called the root chakra, and it's based at the root of your spine, which is, you know, near the coccyx and tailbone. It is the color red, and the root chakra is going to be associated with your sense of security in the world. It's having your basic needs met, Um, being able to feel safe in your environment, having a shelter, having food, water, you know, not fearing for your life every day. So it's really, what it really comes down to is having this sense of stability and groundedness, um, Being calm, not having any anxiety about, you know, outside threats affecting your your safety and your alignment. Um, This chakra is going to be a masculine chakra. And I want to be very clear that when I say that a chakra is either masculine or feminine, that doesn't mean that if you're a man, you have access to the chakra and you don't if you're a a woman. We actually, um, no matter what your your gender identity is, 
um, you have both masculine and feminine energy running in your body. It's a matter of consciously choosing to integrate both of those or to activate, you know, a certain energy um, for a particular purpose. So, I mean, I'm a woman and I definitely, you know, provide for myself. I have put the roof over my head. I provide, you know, all of my basic needs. So, you know, I'm able to access that, that part of my masculine energy, but it's looking at, you know, this, this providing, this penetrative force in the world. And that's really what, what makes it masculine. And if you think about like, you know, since the beginning of time, it's really been the men that have been the, of service to, to, to provide these, these offerings for us. Um, a great visual for this chakra as well is, you know, thinking of someone when they're when they're threatened, when their life is threatened. Um, you know, a dog is is really what this 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 visual comes from. But it's you know running away with your tail between your legs. So the visual there is that you kind of are concaving that region of your body to protect that chakra, that that energetic space in your body. So let's continue um, to talk about how, what it looks like for this to be in balance, out of balance, um, overactive or underactive. So this chakra might be underactive if we're overly concerned about our safety and security to a point that it is causing anxiety that is unnecessary so it might be like someone you know holding a knife behind their back as they're like walking around in a day-to-day or you know carrying a gun with them at all times and I'm not saying that it's bad to conceal and carry what I'm saying is is if you're doing it out of a place of anxiety and you think like you're ready at any time to pull that trigger out you know um, unnecessarily I will say that there's a lot of maybe policemen that have blocked root chakras not all of them um, you know same with you know people that are you know shooting up doing mass shootings it's the same idea they feel this need to they're overactive in their their sense of needing to protect you know, themselves and their community. Um, You know, it could also just, that's the extreme end of things, but it could also just be, you know, having that anxiety to not be able to sleep at night because you're afraid that someone's going to sneak into your house or or whatever. Um, And, um, you know, an overactive, or oh, another good one, a good example, hoarding. Hoarding is a great example of root chakra um imbalance um overactiveness hoarding toilet paper specifically is a great one for this year the pandemic just having this feeling of like i'm gonna run out so i need to hoard this it's this it's this imbalance this this anxiety that your basic needs will not be met um Okay, so what would what would a um, underactive root chakra look like? So underactive might be a great example would be someone that, you know, is very, very spiritual, but they can't pay their bills. Maybe they're homeless. They're living in the clouds. They're kind of out of it all the time. You know, they're, maybe their upper chakras are super open, but if they're not grounded in the world, they're going to have some issues. So that's an example of it being... Um, of it being of your of your root chakra being underactive um 
An example for my personal life, I think that, you know, as kids, we're often taught that, you know, there's not enough of this, there's not enough of that. And especially like for me, I came from a big family, I had five siblings. So it would always be like, you know, sharing food would always be a thing that like, oh, if mom brought home something like tasty, like eat it quickly before like, you know, my brothers or my sisters eat it all. Um, And that's something that like, you know, as I grew into adulthood and I started making my own money, I realized like, oh, I can always buy more of this. So why not share it? Right. Um, You know, there's countless other examples, but that'll give you a start. Uh, The element that the root chakra is associated with is earth. So um, there's many strategies to balance these chakras. But for me, I tend to have quite my my natural, you know, or my, my learned behavior is anxiety. It's something that I've had to work a lot on. And one of the, the, the ways that I combat this on a day to day is, you know, one of the first things that I do when I wake up, I journal, I write. I get all my anxieties out, I meditate, I stretch my body and then I go for a walk and I go to the park and I take my shoes off and I walk on the bare earth and that's called earthing. So really to balance the the root chakra, it's important to get a a lot of connection with the earth. So again, walking outside barefoot, going for a hike, maybe doing a mud bath, working with clay. These are all things that can connect you more to your root chakra. Okay, so let's move on to the next chakra. Going up the spine, we land um, about a couple inches below the navel um, in our womb space. This is called the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra is associated with the color orange. And this chakra is really at the core related to how we Um, how we work with our emotions so when we feel safe when we have our root chakra balanced then we feel able to express ourselves emotionally and we express ourselves emotionally with our creativity so this sacral chakra is located in our womb because that's our creative space and again both men and women have this this creative energy they both have a sacral chakra um, even though this is a feminine chakra and it and it's located in in what I keep referring to as the womb space, um, so this chakra has to do with creating. So it's it's co-creating in our relationships. Every relationship you have is co-creating in some way because it's helping all of our relationships are there to help us grow and help us create who we are. But this chakra also is related to, you know, our sexuality and our ability to procreate, um, working with sex magic, using that creative energy to, to manifest in our lives. This is also the space where we, you know, are you know, painting and and listening to music and dancing. And this is why we often see a lot of artists are also very, very sexual people um, because they have, you know, a lot of activity in, in the sacral chakra. So let's look at how this chakra might be in balance or out of balance. So if the sacral chakra is, um, underactive, we might not have a libido at all. We might have a hard time, um, committing to relationships, staying in relationships, um, expressing our emotions, talking about our feelings. This chakra might be overactive if you have, you know, addictive personality, if you, 
um, use uh, drugs or alcohol to escape expressing your emotions. Um, maybe you uh, are addicted to sex. That's another um, very key indicator of having an overactive sacral chakra. Um, you know, it, it, this this chakra is really related to our self worth as well around pleasure. So it it, it might have to do with just never being satisfied sexually as well, um, always needing more. So that's that's a good overview of the imbalances and the out of balances. I would say there's been points in my life where I've been both. I think that when I was younger, I had an underactive sacral chakra just because I had a hard time communicating my feelings. Um, and then, you know, later, I think that it was a little overactive just in terms of, um, you know, there was a point in my life where I just never felt like I could be satisfied sexually. Like I always, you know, I, I, I had a lot of worth around, like I put a lot of worth in being desired sexually, um, had a lot of addictive, not a lot of addictive behaviors, but I was definitely using alcohol to escape my, you know, emotions. Um, but yeah, I feel now I'm really imbalanced though. I feel really good in my sacral chakra. I've had a lot of really mystical experiences around my sacral chakra. I've had a lot of, um, you know, spiritual guides and gurus tell me whoa like you're glowing orange your sacral chakra is so powerful which makes sense and that's probably why I'm doing this work because the sacral chakra is really where our sexuality pleasure and creativity live and those are three things that are so valuable and important to me so the element associated with the sacral chakra is going to be water so if you would like to connect more with your sacral chakra, I highly recommend getting out to a body of water in nature, like the ocean or a creek or river or pond. Maybe if it's raining, going out and standing in the rain. You can even just have a bath or even in your shower. Like every time I take a bath or a shower, I, I say thank you to the water. I say thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for nourishing me. And I just feel like, so cleansed and so refreshed after every shower or bath that I take. Um, also, just drinking a lot of water is another way to really clear and connect with this, this energy center. Okay, so moving on to the solar plexus up the spine. This is going to be located um, a couple inches above your navel, kind of in the upper abdomen, stomach area, rib cage um like region and this chakra is solar plexus it's associated with the color yellow and this chakra is going to be governing your um your purpose really and when it's aligned you feel really uh connected to to your purpose when it's out of with this this chakra also though is uh associated with your ego so it's having that healthy relationship with your ego um the best visual i can explain for this is you know when your values are threatened. So this this chakra really has to do with like your values, standing up for the people you love, standing up for what you believe in. And so when you feel like one of those things is being threatened, the best way I can describe it is two men when they're in a fight 
like about something that they're really passionate about they'll kind of puff out their 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 stomach and their chest and it's kind of like this like they're putting that chakra that uh, that energy center out first and it's like this like kind of like cocking their feathers and you know puffing their chest and in their in their belly out um and and that's again like a response to just like glow that energy. So you guessed it, this chakra is a masculine energy, and in our connection to our purpose is also a, a very masculine, um, a masculine connection too. This chakra really also has to do with our self-esteem and our confidence. So someone that might be um, underactive or might have a block in their solar plexus will be very, they won't have a lot of confidence. They'll feel really like they don't have a lot of self-worth. You know, they're kind of meek. They keep to themselves a lot. Um, Someone that might be overactive might be like a bit arrogant where, you know, they, they aren't able to um, connect their, their purpose to their values. Um, they get into a lot of fights, maybe uh, a very aggressive personality. Um, yeah, so those are some examples. I would say for me, um, I think that before, like, I think that I now know that my my purpose, my sole purpose, at least at this stage of my life, and I think that this is something that evolves for people, but it's really to share this message of connecting um, a holistic approach, including our sexuality into our life force. And it took me a long time to like fully feel confident around that just because there's so many taboos around sexuality. And I think so for a long time, like I felt very threatened in this area and I and I didn't feel like I could stand up for myself and stand up for who I was and I and I and I wasn't able to live in my purpose because this this chakra is out of balance now I know if someone is threatened by what I'm doing it's their ego that's being threatened it's not me it's nothing personal I know that I'm aligned in this purpose so when someone like tries to say you know you're a slut, you're a whore, like you're what all, all everything you're saying is blasphemous and it's and it's contradicting itself and whatever, I realize that that's their problem, not mine. And I and I don't even I don't I don't um I don't play into it, you know? Like I stand tall, but I don't puff my chest out and try to get into a physical fight over it or or allow it to affect my ego or make me upset. So that's an example for for me in regards to, you know, how this chakra has affected my development. And this chakra is associated with the element fire. So this is our inner, this is our inner flame, our purpose, what's keeping us going, that light that is drawing us forward. So to connect with this chakra, you might light some candles, you might sit in front of a bonfire, um, eating spicy food, things like that will kind of get this chakra warmed up and, and lubricated. Moving on into the heart chakra, this chakra is located in the center of the chest along the heart. Um, it is the color green. So the heart chakra is really associated with our ability to unconditionally love. And what I love about the heart chakra is it's something that it starts within and you must unconditionally love yourself 
before this energy, this energy center can really radiate into your relationships and into the world. Um, So you have to unconditionally love yourself, you know, forgive yourself, love your body, love your spirit, love your purpose, love who you are. Even if you you your your higher self or your best self is different every day, you still love yourself every day unconditionally. And when you find that love for yourself unconditionally, then you can start to love the people around you unconditionally and realize that they are also on their own path. They're doing the best that they can. And you, find, you, you see that resonance and it makes it a lot easier to let go of mistakes or discrepancies in, in each other's experience. So uh, this chakra is a feminine ruled chakra. Um, again, men can totally access this energy. And it might be uh, underactive if we have a lot of, um, we don't love ourselves. We, we have a lot of, you know, negative things to say about our body, about our purpose, about who we are. You know, we might be very critical of the decisions we've made. Um, you might be like, I, you might think I, I'll only love myself if I weigh under 150 pounds. I'll only love myself or I'll, I'll love myself when I um, start doing my dream job. Um, I'll, I'll only love myself if my uh, husband loves me. I'll love myself only if, um, you know, I get this raise or whatever it is. Um, but really when you unconditionally love yourself, you love yourself regardless of external factors and internal factors. You love yourself just because you know that you are worthy of it. And this can kind of lead to us feeling lonely or insecure or isolated. Um, this is why it's really important to have, you know, strong, healthy relationships in our lives to kind of access this, this chakra. Um, I think that, you know, having an overactive chakra might look like something maybe you're not establishing healthy boundaries around how you're giving and receiving love. Um, maybe you're expecting others to be at the same place to be able to unconditionally love because not everyone's there yet, but the way to um, unconditionally love others is to let go of expectations for them to act the same way. And oftentimes when we unconditionally love someone and it's not reciprocated, we'll feel a little bit, um, threatened or our ego will get in the way and we'll, we'll, we'll withdraw that unconditional love. When we withdraw that unconditional love for someone else, we're actually blocking our own channel of unconditional love. So it's it's a difficult balance, and I know that it almost sounds contradictory, but to have the chakra in balance, it's about offering unconditional love, again, without the expectation of having someone else, you know, reciprocate, but still loving them through it anyways. But that doesn't mean that you continuously put yourself in the line of fire to be um, you know, abused by them, it means that you have that healthy boundary to say, I love you, so I need to put a boundary here and we need to cut this at a certain point. Um, it's kind of like, you know, just like people can, you know, 
discipline their children out of unconditional love like you know you can be like you might be a child might be threatened when they're grounded and be like you don't really love me if you're going to take away you know my ability to see my friends but really it's actually unconditional love because it's teaching them like hey look you're being grounded because you did x y and z and I see that that's not an appropriate you know like track that you're headed on and I love you so I want you to choose this other one I want you to see the opportunity to choose this other path that's um higher more aligned for you so that's an example of like setting a boundary and having that unconditional love at the same time um the same thing where if you have an abusive partner you can still love them through it um, but that doesn't mean that you sit there and let them continuously abuse you physically or, or emotionally or whatever it is. Um, okay, for my personal life, uh, I definitely had a lot of issues around, you know, not loving myself. And this comes down to just the fact that, you know, we're taught as children, you know, you'll be loved if you behave, you'll be loved if you're quiet, you'll be loved if you eat your vegetables all of these things um and you know this gets taken into adulthood and then we also see our parents do things like hate you know hate on their own bodies like oh I'm so fat I hate when I look like this da 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 and so then we grow up and we real then we start to model that same behavior of like I hate my thighs I hate my face I hate my acne all of these things um they cause a block in in our heart chakra so it took a lot of body acceptance for me to clear this chakra um and in loving myself for who I was and the decisions that I had made because we've all made mistakes that was something that was really important for me in clearing my heart chakra the heart chakra is associated with the element air so doing things like breath work or connecting with the wind or how the air feels on our skin um, are things that can kind of you know get us connected and and open in our heart space um next one is going to be the throat chakra and the throat chakra is located you guessed it in the throat it is associated with the color blue and this chakra is all about communication and specifically let's let's touch on communicating our needs, our preferences, and our boundaries. When our throat chakra is aligned, we're really connecting to our highest truth and understanding that our highest truth won't hurt anyone beyond their ego. A great example of this is, you know, breaking up with someone. So we often think that, you know, giving people this truth that things aren't resonating, it's just not working, whatever, we have a feeling that that's going to hurt them. And so we're very averse to, to sharing this information, to speaking this, this truth of ours. However, this higher truth is actually only going to hurt their ego. Breaking up with someone is going to hurt their ego. It's going to hurt their association with um, their identity as someone that's in a relationship with you. However, it's actually setting them free which is associated with highest love. So highest truth to me equals highest love. Um, what can it look like for there to be a block in this in this chakra? I think for, for me, the, it's, the clearest indicator is 
not feeling worthy of of being listened to and and not you know telling your whole truth withholding information um not speaking up or communicating your values even though it's something that that really speaks to you um overactive might be just speaking without listening speaking without um connecting with others and in and, and having that equal energetic exchange to listen to others as well as speak your truth um from my personal experience whew, I had a very blocked throat chakra for a long time and I think that came from just having so many people tell me I was you know being too much or being too loud or being or 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 just you know when I did speak my mind just having a lot of fear around you know let, letting the two percent of people that disagreed with me really rule my entire experience and my entire ability to speak my truth I also had a really hard time sexually communicating my boundaries for a very long time and I think a lot of women especially have a block in this chakra also it's a masculine ruled chakra so that that makes sense for that reason as well just because we're living in such a boundary or a binary world but um, again you can choose to embody both but women are are not told how to say no or how to set their boundaries. We're we're taught to be very, very accommodating. So for me, like I, I just didn't know how to say no to someone when they were sexually advancing on me. And, you know, I, a lot of times I would just let things happen when I wasn't ready. Um, and it took me realizing that. I'm worthy of having my boundaries upheld and then sexually as well, communicating my needs and preferences. We, I mean, I think this goes for everyone, not just men or not just women, but also men um, because sex is so taboo. It's very hard for us to talk about, you know, what we like in bed and what we don't like in bed. And a lot of times we just kind of like, go through the normal motions instead of trying new things or slowing down um, because we're just really given a script and we're given porn and like we're told that this is what sex is when we know even though we know like this doesn't always feel right or maybe there's something more or maybe I'd have more pleasure from this kind of experience and when we start to unlock our throat chakra, then we're able to communicate those needs, preferences, and boundaries. And that's when we really start to have a more aligned experience. So, and the element associated with the throat chakra is ether. So some ways that we can, you know, connect to this chakra or build activity here is to sing or listen to music. Um, also just creating, connecting, you know, from the etheric realm into the into the physical realm. So, yeah. And then the next chakra is going to be the third eye chakra. So the third eye is located, you know, right in between the eyes on the forehead. It's also known as the brow chakra. So right in between your brows it is associated with the color indigo and kind of the, the the energetic governance here is going to be your intuition that divine knowing that comes from within and uh it's just kind of like following that sense of like this is the right decision and you know 
it's kind of connecting to our divine consciousness and our universal consciousness within our cosmic mind. Um, and this is really important again to move past the fear and the ego. And then when you're able to touch in with your intuition, that's when like the real magic happens. Um, I think a really good visual or like I guess saying that we all connect with the intuition is just like you know a woman's intuition or a mother's intuition and it's that sense that like women often have like whether their child's in danger like there's those crazy stories where the women just know what to do or they know where to go to to access their child or you know also I think women are are known for just having that sixth sense when it comes to like recognizing when someone is lying or just like reading people's energy is like definitely something that you see really associated with femininity in in the world and so of course this chakra is ruled by feminine energy but again you can use this intuition as a man to also connect you know to purpose and and to use your intuition to lead a business um to to lead you know your home things like that so uh this chakra will be blocked if you feel like you cannot trust your your divine knowledge. You cannot trust your intuition. Um, and it, it might be overactive or you might, you know, be too connected when and this kind of is the inverse of when your when your root chakra is underactive. It's it can sometimes be a reflection of your third eye being overactive. You're you're almost relying too much on um, your sense of intuition and your inner knowing and not grounding yourself, not connecting, which will lead to kind of like just not getting the right sense, not getting the right reading of your intuition even. So um, for me, I think that I had to overcome my blocks and my intuition just because we're often told that like, things should look a certain way and our life path should should really follow this pattern and and I really just found that it wasn't working for me and with time I had to learn to lean into my own intuition and follow it and I think another way this is manifested in my relationships is just that you know I would I would get a sense of men and I would have a feeling that there was something off but I would convince myself that I was judging them too quickly and then, of course, it would always come back around and I'd be like, yep, that red flag was totally, you know, totally there. And why didn't why didn't I pay attention to it? And uh, now I feel like I'm in a much better place where even if I sense that um, someone might not be my lifetime partner, I get a feeling of like, you know what? I know that I should stick with it for now because they're going to teach me something that's going to get me ready for that person. And that's really what it's been every single time. Even when I'm not sure, I'm, I just have a sense of like, don't end it with them yet. Stick it out to learn that lesson. And then I, once I learn that lesson, I realize like, cool, it's time for me to get out. And then I know intuitively when to make that exit instead of milking a relationship for longer than necessary. And this chakra doesn't have a an element associated with it. And I think that's just because we're moving into this space that's a little bit more esoteric and beyond our beyond our earthly, our grounded reality. Um Okay, now moving into the final chakra, the crown chakra. 
The crown chakra, also known as the thousand-petaled lotus, is located at the top of our head, kind of almost hovering above our head um, like a crown would. And the best visual for this is almost like a halo too, like Jesus Christ had this crown or had this halo it's it's our divinity and that's you know again like our our it's it's finding that oneness to everything and then also realizing that god or divinity exists within us and we are that we are divinely guided at all times uh, another great um, visual for this one is kind of understanding that expression of a light bulb moment it's like when you get that piece of wisdom that it's like holy shit, where did that come from? I just like channeled it. I downloaded it. It was divine. It came, it came from another source into me, which I think is so beautiful. And I feel like the more that I've leaned into, you know, healing my first six chakras, the more I find myself connected to this divine wisdom and the more downloads I get in this space. Um, the crown chakra is associated with violet or white. It's kind of like why a lot of, you know, royalty are known for wearing purple. Um, Jesus Christ also was associated with the color purple. But it's also this white light, this purity too. Um, and, and it really comes down to feeling this awareness and this intelligence that goes beyond. It's this wisdom truly. And this chakra is actually gender neutral. It's where our masculine and feminine, um, you know, aspects meet at our crown. And again, it comes back to that oneness element. So it's it's neither masculine nor feminine. It's it's a oneness chakra, which is super cool. Um, what might it look like for this one to be in balance or out of balance i think what it comes down to is not trusting yourself and not trusting the inner divinity it's kind of having this lack of faith that will you know affect overall like just being disconnected from your spirituality is is a very clear indication of having a blocked crown chakra i think that you know overactivity in the crown chakra is similar to having the overactivity in the um, in the third eye, again, it's kind of living in the clouds, living beyond our, our, you know, groundedness. You know, it's kind of like the chakra is living in waves of ecstasy. So it's kind of like it might, you might be overactive if you're just like only present for those ecstatic states and you're not present for all of the, the regular parts of living on earth and, and realizing that your soul made a decision to be here to live the earthly experience. And if you're not honoring the full experience of that by staying grounded, then you're missing out on, on the experience that your soul really chose. I think for my personal life, I really was disconnected from my spirituality until I was in my early 20s. Like, yeah, my early 20s. And up until then, you know, my I, I just felt very confused about, like, this story that religion gave me, Christianity particularly from my experience. And once I started, like, I think I read this book called Conversations with God. And that's really what, like allowed me to come back to divinity and to in the book really talks about having God within you and that really empowered me to get on this entire spiritual journey that also really helped me discover tantra and embody tantric principles and 
so as soon as I like reconnected to that spirituality, I start, it was like I had this light flooding down into my body and I started to have all of these experiences that really aligned all the other parts of myself and it was really beautiful Um, and I started to see that this story that religion gave about almost everything but especially sexuality wasn't holistic, it wasn't true and it was really um, not serving most of humanity if not all of humanity and that's when I really saw this turnaround and was able to disconnect from religion but fully fully embody my spiritual self which was really beautiful and I'm super grateful to have found that path and I think that the more I've trusted myself and I've trusted my inner divinity and my inner goddess the more mystical experiences I've had and the more I've become aligned with my purpose and the more I feel grounded and grateful every day for my human my human earthly experience so those are the seven chakras and kind of how these these things relate to sex is that these energetic centers we have so we start to build the the energy in our lower chakras particularly our sacral chakra and the idea is that typically people once they're building that energy in their sacral chakra it's almost unbearable to the point that they feel like they need to orgasm immediately so another option instead of orgasming you know as quickly as possible i'm not saying don't orgasm please orgasm i'm all about it but it's about prolonging the pleasure and and consciously channeling this erotic energy up our chakra system to cleanse each center to unblock our chakras um, and balance the energy and then even you know concentrate the energy in our heart space or or guide guide the energy up through our crown which is a really great tool for for manifesting and again this doesn't mean you don't orgasm it means you continuously build the kundalini build the life force energy to allow the kundalini to rise up circulating to maximize ecstatic benefits and then you choose when to release and how you want to use that energy. So this goes back again to Sex Magic 101, episode one of this podcast, with setting an intention for the energy that you create. So again, it can be, I choose to guide this energy into my solar plexus so that I can have an ego death. Or I choose to guide this energy into my crown chakra so that I can manifest um, a new business idea or, or whatever it might be. Um, you can also microcosmic orbit, which means that you're with a partner and you're guiding the energy up through your bodies into your heart chakra, then moving, moving it down to circulate through the other person's body. And, and I'd love to do another episode that's honestly just about that because it can be a very beautiful experience when you're playing with masculine and feminine energy and and using the microscope microcosmic orbit to build that energy and then set an intention together with your partner but whether you're you know using self-pleasure or partner sex also you can connect with this energy doing kundalini yoga or meditation there's really so many modalities to connect to your chakra system and your kundalini energy there's color and sound therapy there's dancing there's diet and supplements um you know and it kind of comes down to what what you respond to and what works for you however i think that you know sexual activities are super fun and 
Um, it's really powerful, but I also do believe that you need to do the, do the inner work and make it a holistic practice to fully integrate, you know, a powerful healing sexual experience. So while being conscious of this, the chakra system while you're having sex is amazing and is going to be incredibly powerful. It can also be really, you know, empowering to work with these other modalities as well to do the inner work. It's kind of like I say the same thing for psychedelics and plant medicine, you know, someone might say like, oh, I'm going to do this plant medicine so that I can have this specific experience that's going to change my life. And it's true. The plant medicine is going to totally shift your experience. But if you haven't done the inner work to integrate this medicine, it's just not going to work. And I see the, I see the same thing as sex. Sex is the medicine. But if you don't follow the diet and you don't follow you know, the the other tools, it's not really going to have as much of an effect for you. So if you're interested in learning more about this, you know, modality, um, first of all, I'm going to do a second episode that's regarding to, that is relating to chakras and it's going to be a meditation to build and, and to, um, help you, help you guide this energy through your body and through your chakra systems. But I also do one-to-one coaching. I do a eight week coaching program that, um, each week we focus on a different chakra and then we kind of look at integrating all of them um, in the final session and it's really powerful work to see how these chakras are really related to every aspect of your being and how they can strengthen your relationship with yourself with your partners with your purpose it's incredibly powerful and beautiful work so if you're interested in that i would be happy to do a free discovery call with you to talk about the possibilities And before signing off today, I want to express my gratitude to you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. If this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear about it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective on this beautiful awakening. And on top of that, your reviews are what kind of puts the algorithm in place so that more people see this podcast on whatever platform you're listening from, specifically Apple or Spotify. If you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. If you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally and give you a special shout out as well. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll see you next time on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!